0: yo what's up y'all how y'all doing it's your man dean edwards and once again we are here you could be many other places but along with me you're here in the father market protocol zone baby <laughs> drop that beat, son yo it's good to be back here i'm actually coming to y'all uh I'm still in Pittsburgh. Actually, by the time y'all hear this, I will be in the air, en route to Los Angeles. I gotta go out there and handle some business. Um, So I made this podcast. Make it to your ears. I hope that it gets to your ears and you are safe and in good health. And in good spirits, might I add. Yes, I think That i should add it and therefore i will Mm? yes sally say that uh big shout out to um to our network all things comedy you can go ahead and check out some wonderful shows by some other talented comedians after you listen to mine go check out their shows on allthingscomedy.com but it ain't about them. It's about me right now. That sounds real selfish right there, I know. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. A million slashes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh yo. And you know what? Uh, before I uh, go any further, I gotta spend, spend, I send a special shout out to the city of Pittsburgh for another, uh, another fabulous Weekend, uh, I got in on. Um, I got in last. I got to Pittsburgh last Thursday morning. I think it was Thursday morning, afternoon, early afternoon. No, no, actually, it was. It was. I left Thursday morning and got in Thursday afternoon. Um, I, yo, can I just say I had. The worst cab driver. Have you ever guy? You guys ever had this? Now you've heard me. Um, if you've ever seen me live, you've heard me joke that uh, that it's hard for a brother to catch a cab in New York City. And honestly, it still is hard. It's a little easier than it was some years ago. But uh, so thank you, thank you, uh, President Barack Obama, because you've made it a wee bit easier to catch a. Uh, taxi cab in New York City. However, um, I still am dark. I still am black and so I know there are times that people just... You know what happens now when cab drivers drive by? This is what I get. People will pull over and they'll ask, well, where are you going? So sometimes if I'm in Manhattan and I got to get across town and I'm running behind, I'll ask, yeah, I'll, I'll wave down a cab um, a lot of them will drive by before one finally stops. Or you'll wait for someone to finish their cab ride. And as they're getting out, you go to the door. And as you grab the door, the cab driver then hits you with, uh, with okay, uh, where, where are you going? I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, West 79th. Oh, no, no, you're not. I'm going downtown. Word, son. That's, that's how we going with this. That's what we going to do. You going downtown. And... I always want to, I never do, just because maybe they really are going downtown. But I always feel inclined to, <laughs> it's childish, so when, when someone says something like that and pretty much is denying me a ride, I always feel like just leaving the car door open and letting them have to deal with closing it. Um, but I'm not childish, well I am childish, but not in that way. I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, as a matter of fact, last time I think I had to go from the uh, west side to the east side Or was it the east to the west? Anyway, I had to catch a cab across town And this dude, after I, after he asked where I was going And I told him, he was like, okay He's like, I'm sorry for uh, asking, you. I just, you know I had to go downtown and I didn't want to go too far I was like, hey man do you? You guys explain yourself to me, cause honestly, he really doesn't. Um, so yeah, so I catch a cab from downtown Brooklyn, drop kids off at school, and then I catch a cab. As always, you figure catch a cab from downtown instead of way out near my house, because from my house to downtown, there's gonna be a lot of congestion, right? So I decide to catch a cab from downtown. Catch one. And this dude, when I tell you he was the worst cab driver ever, he was the worst cab driver ever, son. You hear me? This dude was terrible. He people horrible. He terrible. He was bad. Was, he wasn't just bad because uh, he was slow. He was bad because he wouldn't listen. So I tell dude, take one route. He drives past where I say to go and decides to take his own route. Then he's like, okay, well, you know, I can listen to you. So he gets off, and the continued gentrification of Brooklyn um, is still proceeding because now streets that you're used to being two and three lanes wide are now one lane wide because they wanted to plant trees, right? Gee, thanks. I'm happy to hear that. You feel me? So this fool he 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 listen, he didn't listen to any direction, right? The only direction he listened to was me telling him once we were past or through downtown Brooklyn to not get on the BQE, to avoid the BQE. So he decides to ride under the BQE. Then we finally they they the the continued uh gentrification of Brooklyn, New York has sh- shut the city down to the point where everywhere you go that used to be two and three lanes is now one lane. Why? Because uh, to continue with former mayor Bloomberg a <laughs> uh, uh, beautification program where <laughs> this dude has narrowed streets with three, three lanes down to one so he can plant a tree. So that we can have park benches <laughs> Right across from the projects It's really irritating actually So we have to turn the Myrtle Avenue um, I'm telling dude Alright, make this next left And he drives past the left So we're further and deeper into traffic It was just irritating man So I posted pictures Take hey, you, you all that probably follow me Already have seen uh, My pictures of frustration <laughs> In my videos of uh annoyance towards this cab driver and then dude says i'm I'm sorry you know i just start driving taxi cab if there's a couple of words um or if there's a sentence that a driver should never repeat or say to a passenger it's those words i'm sorry i just started it's my first day man i don't want to hear that So I had to pull out the Waze application on them. (laughs) Thank you, Waze. A cab ride that normally is $30 was probably $60. It was just ridiculous. But hey, I made it to Pittsburgh safely and soundly. I wound up going to see, uh, you know, what I love about this club, I love about coming to do this club, is the movie theater. There's a Lowe's movie theater right across the street. From the uh, Hampton Inn parking lot, down near the smokestacks um, in in Homestead, Homestead. I think this is called Homestead, PA. If I'm not mistaken, it's uh, it's uh, it's Pittsburgh, but it's like the burbs of Pittsburgh, as so many other comedy clubs are that aren't not in downtown proper. They're right outside in the burbs. This one is the same Pittsburgh Improv, and so I went to see uh, the movie. I I got to my hotel at I think about 140 and there was a 145 showing of IMAX theater of Furious Seven. I didn't pay to go see Fast and Furious Six, Fast and Furious Five. I don't know if maybe Fast and Furious I went to see. realize this franchise has been going since, uh, I think like what 2003, 04? I mean, franchise been going, maybe '01. This franchise has been going for over a decade. I mean, you know, there's Star Wars this is thirty years old. This this day, this franchise feels like it's just as old at this point, right? <laughs> um, but it was a fun movie. Best part about going to see a movie in Pennsylvania, in IMAX theater, a movie that normally would cost probably in New York City like 16 dollars to see it in IMAX, joint cost nine dollars and eighty seven cents. Uh, I kid you not, it was some weird number like that because they they charge tax on on the uh, price of tickets. So instead of it being nine or nine fifty, it was like nine eighty seven, nine eighty-four, 87 or something. But uh, a fun movie, nice uh nice send off. They have a nice send-off um, you know, for for uh, you know, rest in peace to uh Paul Walker. Um, is it childish of me that I was looking, I was trying to keep an eye out for where his brothers filled in for him? <laughs> is that childish of me? Because I was. I was like, you know what? I think it's, oh, there goes his brother. That's his brother at the end uh, in that, that one scene on the beach. That's, a, that's not him. Because his hair is the same hair, but his brother's hair is a little longer. That's so childish of me. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry I I didn't I didn't mean it. I, I'm so I'm so sorry, okay? Will you accept my apology? Am I going to speak? Why why are you speaking in Lewis Black's voice now, Dean? I don't know. It's just it's something that I do. I apologize. Oh, and you know what? Um uh to on a serious note, um, you know. Our prayers from uh, both the Father Mucking Protocol and the All Things Comedy Family prayers go out and uh, ask you all to just take a moment to, uh, you know, uh, a moment of silence for the uh, people of Nepal. As at this point, um, at least twenty five hundred people in three countries were killed. You know, so um, let's all, you know, take a moment to reflect um not a moment right now cuz you you're not listening to this for well you know what let's take a moment of silence okay and we're back but all that to say you know what take a moment in your day just to reflect on it and be grateful for the life that we all have man cuz you never know that's you know jeez it's tragic it's tragic and uh, it was just a uh, it was just uh some am the avalanche it was the avalanche no it was the avalanche um i was watching uh cnn this is actually the first time i've ever been in a hotel room and i only watched cnn edge uh at espn and sports center um oh and you know what else i watched i watched i hate christian the 30 for 30 i don't know how many uh into sports that listen but uh I watched the, the 30 for 30 for Christian Leitner. I said, you know what? Watched it, and you're supposed to leave, leave watching this show with a different feeling. I, don't, I won't say I ever hated Christian Leitner, but he was never my favorite player. But also, you have to understand, I was, uh, I was a UNC fan. I am a UNC fan. But when Christian Leitner was playing college ball for uh, the Duke Blue Devils, um, and I, I, I'll give them that the 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 world champion uh, blue Duke Duke Blue Devils the blue the Blue Devils the Blue do Devils um, yeah he uh, he you know that, he was like an arch nemesis of, uh, of of ours down Chapel Hill you know at UNC so I I I definitely was not a Christian Leighton fan but it was interesting watching this documentary, um, because they raised a bunch of valid points with regards to how people perceive um, the Duke Blue Devils as a team, um, as being, um, it, it comes off very Ivy League, very uh, very exclusive, uh, and very white collar in comparison to say NC State or UNC that came off more blue collar. Uh, I thought it was interesting to to learn that Christian Leitner did not come from privilege because the way he carried himself and I guess this is almost guilt by association because of uh, the perception of Duke being this exclusive uh Private college that has an Ivy League feel. Um, you thought that all of the players were um, were from privilege as well, from Grant Hill to Bobby Hurley to uh, Christian Laettner, and they 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 explained or elaborated that the only the only person really on their team that came from privilege. Was Grant Hill the brother? <laughs> the brother on the team came from privilege. The rest of them, they had their, their families. Uh, were hard. You know, they had. I was gonna say were hard workers, not to say that Grant Hill's family didn't work hard. Um, uh, but I just thought it was interesting to uh, hear that. Hey, and Christian, if you're listening, well, I, I, I apologize for being mad at how good you were. But he also he he liked playing. Uh. Playing the villain and and uh, he 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 was arrogant, you know, and cocky. Which is honestly, when you're uh, when you're at the top of your game, you, I guess you gotta be somewhat cocky, somewhat arrogant. I've my I've had people tell me I'm arrogant, you know. Harrison, my boy Harrison, Harrison told me, "Man, you arrogant." I'm like, how am I arrogant? I I don't see it. You know, I I know I'm confident. I I like to think i'm uh somewhat humble but you know uh, other people's perception sometimes uh supersedes how how you see yourself so never news would never news do one so yeah check that out um at 30 for 30 i hate christian Leitner. i'm trying to think what else happened this weekend well the, the shows in uh pittsburgh um were great i actually really enjoyed that thursday night show and uh, you know, for for those new jacks, new jacks that are listening, I um, want y'all to know that that when you are fortunate enough to start working the road and really getting some some road gigs, understand that that Thursday night show, like if you're doing a club date Thursday through Saturday, uh, Thursday through Sunday, and some clubs just Friday and Saturday. What I like about going out uh, and doing that Thursday night show. Um, as opposed to say at Gotham, where I only did Friday and Saturday, two Friday, three Saturday, was that um, or is that Thursday night can really help set the pace for the rest of the weekend? You know what I mean? And and so uh, because you can also you can work out, you can stretch out, you get a feel for the city you're in, the feel for what uh, the town you're in is into. Um, and you get to just work out, work a bunch. I did a gang of new material, man. I was, I was in the zone, son. I ain't even going front. I was feeling kind of good about myself. I felt good about myself. Um, and, uh, and Thursday is also, I never expect a giant crowd on Thursday, you know? Like, um, which is why I feel like I can work out on Thursday night because... On um, you know Friday and Saturday, you know are I guess what you consider prime prime real estate with regards to your shows. These are the these are the shows people are really letting their hair down. The work week is over, so they're ready to come out and 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 let it all hang out, have fun, get some drinks. Thursday people are a little more reserved, um, because they they still probably have to go to work the next day. Um, that being said, Thursday's show was was awesome. I, uh, I worked with, um, I worked with, uh, this cat out of Cleveland, real funny, uh, real, real funny young brother out of Cleveland, Ohio, uh, named Nelson Davis. Um, and also, who else? am hey, my man, Nor, Norlex, uh, <laughs> His name, yo, now his was funny when when uh he's a host. He's he's actually he's from uh Crown Heights, shout out Brooklyn. My man Norlex uh out of Crown Heights uh but lives down here in Pittsburgh now. Funny brother hosting um the 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 funny thing is are y- are y'all like this in order to remember somebody's name, I'll usually ask people to spell it if it's something unique. You know, if it, if their name is something like like Fred I'm not gonna say, hey, how do you spell that again? <laughs> you know, um, but when he said, uh, "Yeah, I'm Norlex," I was like, um, "Part, par- pardon, pardon, what's that? What, what was that? What was that?" Uh, he said Norlex, and then he explained to me later on. We went to uh, this open mic that got canceled because I didn't want to just like I had media the next morning, but I wanted to, you know, hang out and uh, and get a feel for um, the city. I've been here a bunch of times, but I um, don't like just just going to, going to the hotel at at 10 o'clock at night and, and being uh wide awake or falling asleep, running the risk of falling asleep super early. So uh we went to this open mic uh spot and he explained uh his mother's name is Norma and his father's name is did he say it was it was uh Alex and so they combined their names thus uh, Norlex get it you see y'all can follow him at at Norlex said all right follow Norlex at Norlex said and follow Nelson Davis at Nelson Davis but instead of Nelson Owen is N-E-L-S-I-N see because because maybe it's a sin to nail with Davis I'm being silly. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know where I'm going with this. But all all that to say, man, great shows. And we sold out a couple of shows on Saturday night. Uh Friday night. Friday. Friday night. Oh, you know what? R.I.P. Johnny Kemp. Johnny Kemp, I just found out Johnny Kemp just got paid Friday. Just got paid. Friday night. Party checker. Oh wings. I say, ho, ho. <laughs> just... Y'all yeah, think because he passed away, I'm going to stop clouding? That song's still funny to me to this day. I say, ho, ho. Ho, how. And losing my voice a little bit. Uh, I, I, I swallowed some food, went down the wrong pipe, and coughed for about 10 minutes right before I went on stage the other night. And because of that, I strained and hurt my vocal cords. Uh, so it didn't help that I had to do another, uh, three or four sets since that happened. So my, uh, my throat's been killing me. Uh, so I, I, I will be bringing my, uh, I will be bringing my Hall's Mint with me, um, to go do this final show. By the time y'all hear this, that show will have been brilliant, amazing even. And it was because I am. But my, my favorite show, I think, of the weekend had to be Saturday. Saturday's uh Saturday's first show, crowd-wise. The energy was awesome. Um, yo, I also posted uh I posted something over the weekend saying I just had the one of the top ten oddest, weirdest shows ever. And this show was nuts man it was insane I uh so right before right before I go on stage Friday night first show uh crowd seemed okay um smaller crowd like I said the penguins were playing um I think New York Rangers beat 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 them, uh, so knocked them out of the uh, playoffs. Uh, Cause that's how we do NY style. I said, let me stop. I don't watch hockey. I don't know nothing about no hockey. <laughs> stop fronting. But um, uh, because the Penguins were playing, you know, crowd was kind of light Friday night, especially that early show. Uh, no matter, we'll have fun, and these people did pay pay to come out and have a good time. So we're gonna gonna enjoy it now you have to understand early show friday night usually is a interesting energy because people come to a club come to a comedy show and they still have the stench of the work week on them so they off times are still a little tight they're still a little wee bit tight about relaxing and letting their head down and, and you know just letting themselves get dirty and get get into the show so uh I know my boy Nelson. Nelson had a good show, but I could tell he felt like it looked like he f- was working for that for the last. So after after he comes off stage and before I go on stage for the first show, I said to him, I was like, "Yo, how uh how's it? How did they feel? You know?" And he's like, mm, they're a little little tight." And it was like there's a dude up front that was uh you know just ice grilling me the whole show. this dude was not smiling at all. I actually thanked my man. I said, "You know, I'm glad you told me that." I said, "Now I'm gonna have to crack him, you know, because I I always feel like I like I like that challenge." I'm like, "You know what? You're gonna pay pay good money to come to comedy comedy show and sit right up front. We're gonna address the fact that you need to do a job too. I'm here to make you laugh, but you gotta let yourself la- laugh, feeling. So, introduce me. I go on stage. I'm I'm talking to the uh, audience. And I see my man, and 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 as Nelson said, my man does look dumb serious. He like no kind of smile. Uh, his brother he's sitting up front. It, there's a there's a a, a white couple. Is he's at a table with a white couple, and it's just him. So I I jokingly I'm like, are y'all are you y'all you with them? i was like, yeah. And I said, What are you? I thought he was like their their maybe their African uh <laughs> exchange student that was staying with the family. So that's how I looked. But then it turns out a woman was there with him. So uh, she, but she was in the restroom. So I said, I'm talking to him. I'm like, hey man, you, you good? And and my man without bit of a beat, he looks at me and he's like, Hey, um, can you uh and he points to, to the bottom of the to the stage behind me, um, and he says can can you charge my phone (laughs) and he was that serious he said can you charge my phone as he said it his 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 plug unwinds from his hand and he has his iphone and this plug dangling and it was such a funny moment that i said you know what i i respect You asking politely? I'm plugging your phone, man. I plugged in his phone and then I did another five minutes because we've all been there. And I and I felt for him. I know his pain. I was like, how I said, what's your battery down? I said, you must be in the teens, huh? He was like, yeah, I'm at like 13, 14. I was like, yeah, no, I know I know that feeling. There's no no worse feeling in the modern era where you're down to like, you know, 13, 14% juice on your cell phone, and then you start rethinking every phone call you've made that day every text that you've sent every every uh video that you've watched or whether it's on YouTube or Instagram and and you think you start rethinking your usage and how much how much juice you've wasted throughout the day and and when you get down to like 13% you start rationing out your battery your battery love. He's all thinking if someone texts you, you like, oh, that's that's from a man Mark. I ain't gonna respond back. He'll just have to wait till I get, get my phone charged back up, you know? So um so I charged money's phone and and he suddenly woke now watch he suddenly woke up, had energy for the next I'm gonna say for the next twenty, twenty-five minutes. When I tell you maybe thirty minutes into my set, money started falling asleep right up front. This dude was falling asleep right up front in, in, in the club. Like almost narcoleptic falling asleep. This is like dozing off where I'm like, and his name was Quran. And he kept saying Quran. I was like, I said, like, wait, how do you say, what's your name? He's like, Quran. I said, oh, Quran. He's like, nah, nah, Quran. I said, "Yeah, Quran." He was like, "No, like the holy book, Quran." I said, "That's that's what I said." No, you didn't. How you gonna tell me what I said? I know what I said. You know how much I travel over to the Middle East. I know the Quran, son. Um, but my man fell asleep multiple times in the front of the showroom. Now you would think it doesn't get any weirder than this, right? But then the second show. My man, uh, this is just crazy. The second show, pretty much the same thing. There was a, there was a dude. Was he during the first show or the second show? No, I think the second show. During the second show, there was a, there was a dude sitting up front, right at the de- at the uh, front of the room. This dude. This might have been the first show. Yeah, the dude. Is it, what was his name? His name was Jim. name was jim it was i kept saying throughout the show this is one of the most interesting crowds and audiences i've ever dealt with because money that was sitting up front i think he he might have been uh you know mentally challenged or, or what have you i apologize if that's not the politically correct term of the moment um but i'm i'm saying it as as politely as possible um i shouldn't even have to qualify by saying i'm saying it politely as possible uh he he Something about him seemed a little, little off from the normal, or a little left of center. How's that? Um, but this dude, he he just he's like in the middle of the set, like he was talking throughout the throughout the set, but not like belligerently. He's just he's just like, huh, oh, yeah, that's uh huh, mm hmm. Yeah. So imagine you know, I'm I'm just talking about uh yeah yeah Tracy Morgan so met my wife for the first time. He's like mm hmm, he met he met her he met he met her what <laughs> pardon <laughs> this is throughout the set so maybe 10 minutes in this dude had to go to the bathroom he stood up and shuffled to the left shuffled to the right almost did like a flavor flavor dance if anyone remembers how flavor Flav used to dance on stage for public enemy and then this dude ran instead of going straight up the aisle to the uh showroom doors To go out to the bathroom. He runs around the the second level and goes wide and goes around to escape. And as he does that, then a woman, her glass falls and she ice bucket challenges uh, her, her drink down the back of her pants. Then when the dude's name was Jim, when Jim gets back, as he sits down, another dude pops up and does this same shimmy dance back and forth. Along with the lady that had the ice bucket challenge down her pants, she shimmies back and forth. The one dude goes to the bathroom. The other dude or the woman sits. Down. It was it was a weird show. And then the second show, this woman was loud throughout the show, and then she fell asleep. It was a weird night, man. It was just an odd weird night it was a fun night i had a lot of fun but definitely weird to say the least um but hey you know it comes it comes it comes with the territory don't you think it comes with the territory uh i you know what i um i, I, I you all would be proud I, I kept my kept my hotel room pretty neat this weekend sometimes it gets sloppy i like to keep it somewhat neat sometimes from here for like a long stretch, I didn't get in Wednesday night, so maybe that's why it stayed a little neater than normal. Um, excuse me, because sometimes, sometimes by by Saturday night, I've just started draping every outfit that I've worn over the uh, the the office chair in the corner. But this time, I, I I was folding my clothes up and putting them away. You know, because I think what. I don't want the the housekeeping to think I'm just nasty, <laughs> you know. I don't want the housekeeping to ever come in my room like, oh, this this whoever in this room nasty. And then one time, uh, why did I, uh, <laughs> why did I? Because when I went to shower, I I usually, I, you know, I take off my my, my 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 boxer briefs, I fold them, and I put them on the uh, the the sink or this, you know. Uh, the sink of the bathroom, and I usually will then put it away in my in my you know one compartment of my luggage, but I forgot to do that, so I think on saturday morning Saturday morning, the woman came housekeeping knocked, and I was like, Oh, you know what I'm about to run out for breakfast, I said, so you can come in and my drawers were on the sink, so I was a little embarrassed when she was in there. I wasn't that embarrassed. I didn't go up front, but I was like, "Oh here, let me let me grab my drawers on so i I'm sorry, I did say sorry, so it must have been a slight embarrassment so i'm sorry those are those are my uh <laughs> those are my uh my 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 brightly what what color my my aqua color drawers are <laughs> just sitting on the side i mean they ain't nasty or not think they're folded, but still so uh, was that TMI? Was that too much information? Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Now that you know, I like vibrantly colored drawers, <laughs> jaws is vibrant is a vibrant vibrant. So, um, so I like keeping my 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 room clean, and and then uh, tipping tipping them. I'll usually leave like twenty. Uh, damn. I'm sorry. I'm looking at uh, some of these pictures of survivors in the rubble of the uh, of this doggone earthquake in Nepal, man. Dang, life is short, man. You got you gotta appreciate every moment of it. I tell you, I tell you that right now, um, because I, while I'm sitting here in, in the safety and comfort of uh, of a hotel room, you know, it just it it, it makes you uh, you see these images, makes you really appreciate. The life that we live and, and uh, how fortunate, you know, we are. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to get heavy on y'all, you know. I, but, you know, I go through. I'm human. I'm a human being, man. I'm allowed, aren't I not? Aren't I are not I not allowed? <laughs> come on. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so Hotel Etiquette. For the market protocol for Hotel Etiquette, man, don't leave your drawers out for them to come discover when they clean it. And they cleared your room. That's, that's that's my two cents. Uh yeah, that is my two cents. The White House correspondence dinner occurred. Right? And here's his you know what I've I've watched a couple. It's funny because never really paid attention to it uh that much in the past. Um more just fly on the wall, but now. Actually, you'll sit down and watch him. Oh, that's how fly President Obama is that we will sit around and actually watch him with a bunch of uh, celebrities in a room laughing But I think it brings up uh, an even more important um, issue, which I think needs to be addressed um, The fact that well damn it. I haven't blown up yet. Every time I see something go down with President Obama, it just gives me reason to believe I need to work harder because I'm not there, damn it. <laughs> no, and let me clarify. Here's the thing, right? There are a couple of things that I've missed career-wise in my life. Some big uh, Some big events. One of them, the first one being sitting down on Oprah's couch, right? Now, for me, growing up, you know, a lot of cats wanted to do uh, Johnny Carson. Wanted to do The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. That used to be uh, sort of a staple. Everybody, you had to do Johnny Carson. Had to do The Tonight Show. You had to have Johnny call you over or come over shake your hand. But if he called you over that meant you were official, right? That was never a real goal of mine because, well, I pretty much started in comedy after Johnny, right around when Johnny was about to retire and Leno took over. Uh, However, Oprah Winfrey, that's a different story. Oprah started after I decided I wanted to be a comedian and she, um, you know, her show was on forever. And somewhere in there, I was like, you know what, I'm going to be on Oprah. Uh, Y'all yeah, have to understand, you you don't realize how many times I sat in my living room or my bedroom or even in the bathroom practicing my Oprah interview, <laughs> 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 practicing my, uh, my, my monologue about, you know, Oprah, it's all about the journey. It's not even about the destination so much as the journey. And so when Oprah decided she was taking a show off the air, I was like, wait, but but I we didn't we didn't have a chance. And I ain't gonna front. I was a little disappointed. Not just uh disappointed for people and fans that watched the show, but I was disappointed because I felt like damn I didn't I didn't get to panel on Oprah's show. And I wanted to panel on Oprah's show. See now keep in mind Oprah Oprah still does interviews. She has her own network with OWN, but it's still not the same, man, you know? So when we fast forward and, and we have uh, um, we have the first African-American president, and now suddenly the White House, every time I see something that takes place or occurs at the White House, I'm thinking... It looks like the White House is suddenly a lot of fun, because you have you'll have Aretha Franklin hanging out at the White House along with Jay Z and Beyonce. And you see Chris Rock and and maybe throwing some athletes, kill O'Neill, and uh, you know the, the the list goes on. Uh, Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats. You know you just see a lot of celebrity John legend. Has Kanye, I'm trying to think of Kanye, I don't know if Kanye, has Kanye and uh, Kim Kardashian uh, hung out with the Obamas yet? Because according to Kanye, uh, Kim Kardashian is more important to fashion than Michelle Obama. Well, anyway, you know, you you, you sit at home and you, you see this occurring, you start saying, you know what, I really need to work harder to, uh, to make my mark. On the industry because I have missed every I missed the black president's first and second inauguration. Um, I've now missed a multitude of White House correspondents dinners with him, and uh, what I think I have so th- well, all this to say I got to blow up in the next uh, eleven months so that I can get invited to the White House correspondent <laughs> dinner that's so that's that's my focus that is my goal i have to make it to the white house correspondent dinner just so i can uh so 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 the kids you know you want your kids to be able to have pictures with with the president of the united states while he's still black cuz if if nothing else you yeah, do realize that the next president is is going to be uh white in some way shape or form and that's fine but as a black black person, as well as a black entertainer, I, I need to get my shine on with black president. <laughs> it, it's somewhat selfish, but, hey, sue me. Um, you know, it's it's the little things. And, and damn it, I want it. I want it. It's the goals that I've set for myself, people. What could you say about that? Mm. Um, yeah, so we'll work on that. Uh, you know, I was, um, I was, I was thinking that, um, as I'm flying to, uh, I was going to say Florida, I was flying to Los Angeles tomorrow, Los Angel of Less, flying out there tomorrow, and her brother is, uh. Oh shoot! I'm getting tired. It's what it sounds like. I'm sorry, people. I didn't mean to yawn in your in your ear. Uh, I'm hoping that I can, uh, you know, record an episode of the Full Monkey Protocol while I'm out at the uh, out in LA. I'd like to maybe record another episode um, at the All Things Comedy Studio. And it just hit me that I haven't reached out to the. Uh, Powers that be at ATC yet to let them know I'm even coming to town, let alone that I'll be in town uh, to and want to record. Because I think uh, my buddy Royale Watkins, host of the mixtape comedy show, the once a month, the hottest once a month show in New York City at Gotham Comedy Club, uh, Royale has a new Royale has a he has a new podcast. You all should go check it out. Um, the name of the podcast escapes me, but if I have him on the show, we'll make sure we have him plug it for you and then you then you can mosey on over to his page, listen, like support, and subscribe um so so hopefully i I guess you all will know whether or not I interviewed Royale and sat down with him next monday when when the new episode Drizobs Feel me? Yeah, I think you feel me, baby. Um You know the Eurythmics. That's right. I said it, the Eurythmics. you you, you don't really um realize how much of an influence the Euryth- the Eurythm- myth the Euryth- the Euryth- the Eur Euryth- Eury- i the Eurythmics have had not only on uh, music, but specifically blue-eyed soul, because <laughs> now a lot of a lot of popular music, a lot of um, blue-eyed soul, is is just soul music, man. You know, I mean, I you, for every Nick Jonas and Justin Timberlake, I remember uh, you know Hall and Oates. remember Sarah Smile, Hall and Oates, and And Michael McDonald, Um, but what people could consider the Police and Sting Blue-eyed Soul because their music had a a strong reggae and ska influence. If you really uh, listen to it, Um, I like the Police and uh, and also like I was I was a big Hall of Oates fan, man. Also because uh, John Oates looked like my uh, my former neighbor uh robert d's brother Brian D who was off age with my brother because you anyone that had had uh dark hair any white dude had dark hair and thick mustache and a pearl on top, pretty much looked like uh John Oates who now uh, do, no longer sports a mustache and it 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 throws me it looks kind of odd to me but um well there was more like blue eyed soul you had. Down home on John Oates, yeah, Michael McDonald, police and sting. Uh I guess you could say folk Phil Collins. Phil Collins was uh you know Phil Collins because of the drums. He has he has some bangers because of his drums. And you know the way to a brother's heart is through them drums, brother. Gotta get them drums popping. Mm. <clears throat> I'll even say the Doobie Brothers. I used to like the Doobie Brothers and the average white band. This was back when, uh, you know, you had a lot of white bands that had a, a lot of soul, had a lot of instrumentation, and uh, gave people something something they could feel, though. They gave people something they could feel. Uh, I think I'm wrapping this episode up right quick, son. You know, it's been fun can follow a brother on all things coming uh su- subscribe and support the web the, the podcast man um yeah just make sure you subscribe comment and like the episodes and give us feedback let a brother know how you really feel new jacks let me know if you're enjoying whatever insight I, uh because I, I, I have no problem sharing the information You know You never know But you, you do at least do your best to share that info Because it doesn't hurt What's meant for you is meant for you What's meant for me is meant, me, meant for me. So if we can at least respect each other's space And uh, respect each other's opportunities Everybody can prosper and shine um, Alright y'all It's been real Your man Dean Edwards. I'll see you in Cali. Speak to y'all in another seven days, man. Alright? Daisy.